0: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wheat Among the Tares. A blessing to have you aboard this morning. And we trust that uh, the subjects we'll be talking about today are going to be a help and a blessing to you because I know they have for me a very unique program in my mind this morning. And again, I want to welcome you aboard. Good morning to Mr. Dave Smith. Dave is a minister of Death of the Deaf here at Gethsemane Baptist Church. Good morning to you, my brother. Good morning.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Well, it is a blessing to have you with us. And, um, folks, I just want to briefly introduce things that we're going to be talking about this morning because, uh, as I just mentioned, it is very interesting to me the subject we're going to be dealing with today, and we're going to be dealing with the Deaf Ministry. And that's why I had Dave come on, and I'm going to introduce our guest here in just a few minutes, and uh, trust that what you are going to hear is going to be a challenge to you, because Dave, first of all, I know you have been involved in the deaf ministry for a number of years, right? and um, tell us a little bit about, first of all, how you and your wife Phyllis, how you became involved in the deaf ministry.
1: Well... To begin with, I think the Lord had prepared my wife particularly when she was in high school. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, had come through and uh, was teaching different Christian schools, a little bit of sign language, and somebody had been at her school for a couple of weeks. It was a Christian school there, and uh, she had started learning sign language then. And then when she went to Bible college, she got involved with the deaf ministries that the uh, church there had, and uh, she, in my opinion, became fairly proficient. I didn't know any sign language, but uh, we got married after we graduated from college. And, and as time went on, we had a son. He had a number of health problems, and uh, by when he turned one, he lost his hearing. And uh, that was devastating to me. It was very difficult. Sure. And uh, so tell, even still, when I think about it, I kind of bring some tears to my eyes, but I'm just thankful for it because the Lord has used that. Yes. Um, sometimes we think we're at the very bottom. Lord's forgotten about us, but then He has a reason for it. You look yes. back on it and say, "Wow, this is what God did to prepare us for the ministry He had for us in the future," and so we're thankful for that, and, and we're just honored that uh, He could use us and gave us a, a deaf son.
0: You know, and and I've read other stories about folks who have had children, rather that um, were in the in in sort of a similar situation that. A child was born that, that um, was deficient in, in, in maybe hearing, blindness, whatever the case may be. And as a result of that, God used those circumstances, which God knew was going to happen. Correct. But he used those for the very purpose of preparing folks for uh, that ministry. And I do know that uh, you folks have been at Gethsemane now for how long?
1: Uh, be uh, seven years in August,
0: and I've watched that the ministry to the deaf um, that you that God has given to you and your wife that has expanded tremendously. And yes. um, tell us a little bit about before we bring Brother John Barr in. Uh, tell us a little bit about just how God brought you to Gethsemane, and uh, and your vision for the ministry here. Well.
1: I was in another church at one time, and um, I just there were some doctrinal issues that uh, me and the pastor had there. So, I'm still friends with the pastor and all that, but we had uh, an issue there. I hated leaving, but because we'd been there for quite a few years. But, um, and he's a good man. But we end up coming over here, and I was thankful for that. And uh, I know it's the Lord moving me over here, and He did that because I believe he wanted us, he knew our heart to reach the deaf and we were limited at the other place and so when we came here uh, Brother Williamson was very gracious he said Wh- whatever you guys need we'll help you with and one of the things is the blinds on the windows, uh, the deaf were trying to watch me sign but the, the light coming in the windows was difficult for them to be able to see me clearly and not be blinded. So sure. uh, that's one of the reasons why the blinds went up inside the church. And so that became a real blessing, and so we closed the blinds, where the lights behind mm-hmm. me, and so it's yeah. been a big help. Uh, but he also allowed us to be able to uh, separate the deaf, where I could teach them. I don't want to say on their level because they're they're not dumb people; they're very intelligent people, but just a different language. And you can imagine somebody speaking uh, German or French to you, you just don't get it all. Right. And it was the same thing that was going on there, so. He allowed us to separate and use a different room to start to work with the deaf. And that's what really uh, caused the, the growth in our deaf ministry. And uh, before COVID, we were we had a high day of 40 deaf. I think that's the largest uh, deaf ministry in South Carolina at that time. So wow. we're thankful for that. Well, it has but it's been, all been God.
0: <laughs> it, is, it has been, brother. I know. And God has certainly been very good to you and Sister Phyllis as well. Brother John Barr, Silent Word Ministries, welcome to Wheat Among the Tares this morning, my brother.
2: It's great to be with you this morning.
0: Brother, I know you've heard our conversation already with, uh, with Brother Dave Smith, and I know you two know each other for, uh, have known each other for quite a while, and, and I thought it just prudent, if I can use that word. Uh, to bring Dave on this morning and uh, in conjunction with your being with us here, because he was instrumental in introducing you uh, to Gethsemane here. And, um, and you were here, I think, about three, four, five weeks ago, something in that round figure. Yes, yeah, sir. And, um, and you brought, Brother John, you brought out some interesting points about the deaf ministry because, and I'll be honest, Dave and I were talking on, uh, before we went on the air, how that, uh, you know, hearing folks aren't necessarily comfortable around the deaf because, you know, we don't know what, you know, how to, how to interact. And, uh, and Dave reminded me that the deaf a lot of times are uncomfortable around hearing folks because they don't know what's going on, what's being said, et cetera. And, Brother John, I know you brought up some interesting points, and I wanted you to just to pull a couple of those points uh, from that presentation that you did for us. And uh, specifically, the first one I thought about was the fact that the deaf, that, en- that the English language is not a language that the deaf even understand. Tell us a little bit about that, and then how you became involved in Silent Word Ministries.
2: Well, as far as the language is concerned, deaf people are visual in their language, and and English is not a a visual language. So when deaf people do learn English, they learn it as a second language, Uh, primarily from the cradle. They're using their eyes for communicating. Uh, And if they lost their hearing, Early in life, they, they have an understanding of what spoken language is like, but they may not um, now appreciate that spoken language as much because, as you said, they they can't understand what's going on. And so, when we take our uh, our our scriptures, which are written, and try to put them in the language of deaf people, it, we we need a visual way to do that. And so. Uh, sign language is their language, and so we use that. And uh, it's a very different language and a, and a, even a very different culture because of the the visual orientation rather than relying upon speaking. I, I
0: told Dave this, so uh, let, let me okay. just interject. I, I told Dave this morning that uh, I watched you sign when you were here, and Dave and Phyllis both sign here. And to me, it just it flows. But I, as you explained, you are painting a picture. Go ahead with that thought.
2: Well, the, the painting the picture, we, we take, uh, I think I used an example there with um, a song, uh, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus." And, and you can say, sign some of those things. And, of course, it's a language, and it does have uh, a relationship to, to English in, in a way. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him, more and or, it, we, we would sign, Jesus, Jesus, much, I trust him, and we would point to him. We would actually set Jesus up in a, in a position, a visual position above us, and then we would point to him when we refer to him again, and uh, then how I've proved him, or, and or, instead of proved, we might say uh, trusted, because that's what the song is about, and or, and or, we would actually just say again and again. So we... It's not just simplifying English, it's, um, but, but in the sense from a hearing person's perspective, we look at it that way. Uh, but we're just making it super clear and signing it the way a deaf person would sign it. Everything's visual. We, use, uh, we put things in, in places around us and refer to them, and we uh, pantomime something. If, if it's more clear with the pantomime, we just show it and rather than try to sign words that's, that's right, a different man. concept for hearing people you know <laughs> and even with you get the scripture it' gets like okay can you do that because <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you might be violating scripture
0: Well and you almost have to be a, a, somebody that does pantomime or a, a an actor if you would you know with a lot of hand gestures and conveying things almost like a silent movie if you would and conveying thoughts and ideas, uh, and to me, it's just an amazing thing how and um, and how it's even done, uh, Brother Barr. How did God get you involved with the deaf?
2: Well, when I was in elementary school in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, my mom and uh, a friend's mom met at the YMCA. We were taking swimming lessons, and and uh, he was deaf. The friend was deaf, and so we became friends because our moms became friends. And uh, so we would go over to his house, and I didn't learn sign language at that time. Uh, it was a fascination, but no real learning. I learned a few signs, and, you know, when, you, when you're when you playing bang-bang guns in the woods and hide-and-seek, you don't need many signs. <laughs> so I didn't learn much then. But the Lord used that as a first interaction to, to uh, go to... Uh, when I was in high school, a man came to our church to teach sign language, and I was just fascinated by it. And I said, "You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn that." And he went through about 600 signs in one week, and then said, "Okay, you're an interpreter." And today's by today's standards, that's just outrageous. But uh, at the time, we there was, uh, that was back in 1976, and there weren't as many interpreters, and um, deaf people would be a lot more patient with those who didn't know sign language very well, and so we began interpreting, and and, um, so I was involved in ministry, but really my heart was music at that time, and so I went off to college to study music, and there, while I was away from all deaf ministry and away from all sign language and really hadn't considered it very much, the Lord began working in my heart about working with the deaf, and so uh, I surrendered my heart. Uh, as soon as he touched my heart for that, I surrendered my heart to that and changed my major and went a whole different direction in life. Which was, it, to me, it, it was just natural. That's what the Lord wants me to do. That's what I'll do. Amen. Amen. So we've been missionaries, Diane, and I've been missionary since 1984.
0: Wow. Silent Word Ministries. Did you <clears throat> did you originate? Was that what God put up in your heart to create, or was that? Uh, you became involved with something that was already present.
2: Well, Silent Word Ministries had started uh, 10 years before I learned sign language back in 1966. Uh, we were located in Trenton, Georgia, and here on Sam, Sand Mountain, uh, Pastor Ted Camp was pastoring a hearing church at that time, and he had a similar experience. Somebody came to the church, and, and uh, deaf people came with him, and he said, well, thank you for bringing the deaf, and the, and the missionary said, Well, uh, I didn't bring them. They live around here. And Pastor Camp got very burdened about reaching deaf people, and he didn't know sign language at the time, and so he began a newspaper called The Silent Word, which was actually a mimeographed two-page paper, uh, just front and back, and he would send it to 50 deaf people, and that grew to 500 very quickly. And uh, then eventually, he went to the Bill Rice Ranch and served there for 20 years, and then came back to Trenton, Georgia in 1993, and uh, then actually established Silent Words Ministries as a writing ministry. And so we produce a lot, of, a lot of literature. And just a few years after that, in 1997, he asked me to consider coming with Silent Word to um, help with the ministry as we were beginning to get missionaries in the ministry and others involved. And so, um, so I joined. We, we were at that time— starting deaf ministries out in independent Baptist churches all over the country and traveling in foreign countries, preaching in deaf camps and things. And uh, so we merged our ministry with Silent Word, and uh, it, has, it has grown even more. And we've, we're blessed to, to have Brother Camp as a prolific writer and then um, had to have uh, the sign language skill and the outreach into the deaf world. And so we've been with Silent Word officially now since, uh, since 2000. We, we merged all of our finances and everything into that.
0: Dave had given me a book recently um, dealt with the alphabet and the origination of the alphabet and how the alphabet came about. And we were discussing prior to going on the air about just language in general. And, um, and to me, that in and of itself is such a uh, an interesting subject to deal with, then you put, Dave, you put the mix in with a deaf situation and how to convey a language to folks that absolutely have no understanding. I think of Helen Keller, how she was both blind and deaf and how that... How that all? To me, that's just an amazing story in and of itself. Tell us a little bit about Ben and how uh, how he was taught to understand sounds. Well, um,
1: he we got him into we got a cochlear implant for him, which was awesome because he went from being as deaf as a doorknob to actually being able to hear for the first time. And so we would go to speech therapy, and and he'd have to learn the different sounds, because he had no phonetic base before that. He didn't know what the sounds were, which is one of the problems. A lot of people think that deaf can just read lips, but really uh, they can't read lips because they don't have the phonetic base to start from. They don't know what the the sounds are. And then to put them together in meetings, it's it's very difficult. Uh, Those who've had uh, hearing before and lost their hearing uh, after they already had language skills have a, a great advantage in that i think uh, brother john i think you'd agree in that yeah and so um what they would do is they'd like uh, to get the m sound they would uh, they'd make that sound on the back of their fist and him to try to mimic that and and he'd they put his fist against their lips and on their throat and that type of thing to try to mimic the sound and the vibrations and so forth until they got used to it pretty amazing
0: that is amazing indeed um and if if you're familiar if those of you that are listening are familiar with any type of deaf ministry and how that um folks interpret many times i, I know like for instance uh freddie who was a, a dear man here as part of the ministry here at gethsemane and um and and i know i I think Freddie can hear a little bit, right? Uh, and there's some that that cannot hear at all. Um, but the interaction between and Brother Barr, you can address this. Uh, the interaction between hearing and non-hearing sometimes uh, can be, as I mentioned earlier, it can be a uh, almost an odd, you know, strained type of thing. Brother Barr, how do you tell folks? how to address that particular aspect of ministry to the deaf
2: well first of all just realize that they're people like everybody else and so they have needs and desire to interact just like we do but their fear is like our fear you know that uh how do we communicate because a spanish speaking person can actually learn english or an english speaking person can learn spanish but a, a deaf person is not going to be able to communicate with English, spoken English, uh, as freely. So the, the biggest barrier to come down is just to realize, just to treat the person as a person and realize that you have to go into their world of visual communication. And yeah, it'll be limited uh, if you don't know sign language. But the 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 personality involved in being able to to just get an idea across and just show your love and let them show their concern for you is a great thing. And, the, and also, uh, many deaf people don't have a 100% hearing loss. Many have a, a, some percentage of a hearing loss. Um, interestingly enough, you don't ask that in deaf culture because that's kind of a rude question. <laughs> so you, you don't say, how, how per, what percentage of deaf are you? Um, <laughs> because they look at themselves as a culture group of people. Not mm-hmm. as a handicapped group of people. The the only handicap there is a language, and so uh, just realize that they they uh, can communicate if they have some residual hearing. Then you'll be able to even call their name, and they may turn around recognizing their name. But even with a uh, with a, a moderate hearing loss, a deaf person may consider themselves deaf because they can't clearly communicate in english and prefer sign language and so they just consider themselves deaf and they actually have more more um, similarities to deaf people than they would with hearing people which is kind of odd for us to think about but but they may prefer that they may see the visual means uh, as being a better way to communicate so just just treat them as people and and uh if you want to say hi say hi and look them in the eye and and just try your best
0: yes mm-hmm. let's switch to uh and, and and i want to go back to the scriptures and the conveying of the gospel of the lord jesus christ and the teaching and preaching of his word uh it's done here our pastor he'll he preaches in the pulpit i watched dave um uh, ceasingly gives continue to move his hands and conveying thoughts and seeing you know in my sight as far as seeing what he's doing uh, which is to me an amazing thing um, mm-hmm. how that how that God again prepared um, not only his we know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so Romans ten seventeen says that. So there has to be a different mode of hearing rather than just through the ear, because of the fact that again the deaf obviously can't hear the preaching of God's word. So they've got to be able to, there's got to be another means of doing so. And to me, that's what is the uniqueness of God equipping. The Dave Smiths and the John Bars and the others throughout the world that they that God touches their hearts to minister through to the deaf through the hands and through the visual and through those things that that uh, do that. We've got right now, Brother John, we've got uh, several countries from around the world. We've got Ireland, Germany. We've got Mexico listening right now. In these other countries. How and what would you tell them as far as ministries there to the deaf and how to even seek out, if, if I know other countries may not have the, um, uh, the resources, et cetera, to reach out to deaf. how would you address that from other countries? Because I know, I remember you told me that you go there. Um, what would you tell folks in other countries concerning ministry to the deaf?
2: Well, uh, basically, ministry is ministry, except that you, with, with being a, you mentioned a, the word mode, a different mode of communication, and uh, spoken language can happen very, very quickly. Visual communication has, you have to paint a picture, which takes time, so if a person meets uh, a deaf person, no matter what culture or what language they're in, you can just begin communicating with them by learning the things around them, point to a chair and ask them what that sign is, or point to uh, a windmill and ask them what that sign is, point to a book and ask them what that sign is, and how. So just go through a long list of, of words, how, whatever you want to communicate. Also realize, though, that in many foreign countries, deaf people don't actually know sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, the World Federation of the Deaf made a statement at one time, and we, we put that out. In, in actually this presentation you saw, is that 80% of deaf people worldwide have no access to education. So when you're, if you're in a, a country or in an outlying area where deaf people don't have communication, then you first have to give them a language. And so uh, if, you, if you can make up signs or no signs uh, from one language, you can use those in that language as well and uh, just begin to teach them that they can communicate. Much like uh, Dave was talking about uh, his son. When you know, when you, when you start off in, in language, if you don't know language exists, or you mentioned about Helen Keller being deaf and blind, she didn't know there was a thing called language or a thing that you could use called language. And I believe her first word was water.
0: That's when correct. When she realized yeah.
2: oh, you, could, you can communicate a word here. This, this means something then that opened her mind to to language and so you have to do that with deaf people uh, now some some in countries will know a lot and and have a lot of language and have gone to school but i go back to that 80 percent number it's a it's a huge mission field it really
1: is
0: you know and 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 what you're saying i think of of uh here at gethsemane um a lot of street ministry and uh, Dave if somebody encountered somebody and said hey I want to offer you a gospel tract or something of that nature and the person was deaf uh, immediately I, I'm assuming that the deaf person would just hold up their hands and point to the ears and said you know i I, I don't hear um you know i there I know, I know that for instance if it were me I would still want to at least convey that track to them in hopes that somehow that they could how ha- they could read it or somehow come to understand that what do you do dave as far as ministry here in south carolina uh, how do we handle that i'm just curious because i know people have encountered people just like that
1: well a lot of the tracks that we use here are the chick track publications which have the the cartoon character so you're going from picture to picture to picture to picture like that so that that gives more of a visual amen. input there amen and uh, most of them here have had you know education so most of them can read at least at some level and and uh, it, you know they're not they're not ignorant people they, right. they've been to school they've been to right. institutes yeah. and so forth and so uh, they can read it's usually the syntaxes. Or the the uh, the words are scrambled to how they would sign. Right. Uh, it, for instance, we give an example of that we were homeschooling our son when he was young, and and with this one particular curriculum, what they would do, they'd have a, a string of words that he had to put together in a in a common sense, you know, in a good sentence. He would look at that and read it and say, "What's wrong with it? You know, it was all out of order for us, but for him, it made perfect sense." Right. And so, the more pictures and and the Word of God that's, uh, that's illustrated in the pictures and things well, it really helps out a lot. Amen. Amen.
0: Brother Barr, one final question for you this morning. Uh, and by the way, if you just joined us, we're talking Dave Smith, who is our minister of death here at Gethsemane Baptist Church in Lexington. And we're talking to Mr. John Barr. Who is president of Silent Word Ministries? And to me, this has been a very interesting conversation this morning, from the standpoint of it saying, ministering to the deaf is a unique ministry, uh, just as ministry to the blind or mini- any type of ministry uh, where there is impediment, uh, you know, to what would be quote as in our minds normal. Um, Brother John, as far as silent word ministries, um, needs there, um, what can we specifically pray for uh, concerning the ministry of silent word?
2: Well, several things. We are, um, we are always in need of other people. We, we're praying constantly that the Lord will touch people's hearts to get involved in the world of the deaf. For the gospel's sake, either as missionaries or at their local church, to uh, open uh, the opportunity of a deaf person coming and learning the gospel, or once they're saved to learn more about the Bible. So that's a big prayer request we have. We're uh, we need more missionaries. There are countries that that need people to go and and preach and teach. And then as well, we're we have projects that we're working on for gospel presentation. We're working on right now a an animated presentation of the gospel where there will be an animated character who's actually using sign language to present the gospel, and this is a, a massive effort, and it's uh, it's taken a lot of time. We've been working on it for about two years now, and so um, it, pray that that will get done and that it will be distributed to deaf people in uh, all over the world. We plan to to give that away as soon as we get it produced Amen. and so pray for us along that line and, uh, and we just the needs are great and everywhere you go uh, there are deaf people they're they're not in a country they're scattered everywhere and so then pray also um, one final thing pray for missionaries in foreign countries that they will be able to expand their ministries to reach deaf people
0: Amen. Right. they're already
2: there on the field and um if they would consider working with the deaf, we can help them have that, the knowledge that they need to just go into that field. And, uh, so, and pray for us. We're, we're missionaries, and our heart is, is deaf people.
0: Amen. There are folks listening right now, perhaps uh, God has used this particular uh, session to reach somebody that may know somebody else that stands in need of ministry. Uh, to a deaf person. Uh, folks, if you are listening and you know of such, uh, then certainly Silent Word Ministries uh, would be more than happy to help you and assist you uh, with a Thank ministry you. there. And uh, Brother John Barr, it has been such a blessing. We're going to close in prayer here with you, my brother, and uh, yes, because that's what we always do here. And because we want to recognize and understand that God's hand upon a ministry is so vital and so needed because without it, uh, it's all vain. And But we know, Brother Dave, we know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's right. And if I could add one more thing here you at the go very ahead. end. There may
1: be some people out here, too, who are listening to the program who... are hearing and have a deaf child. They are frustrated, I guarantee you. So uh, if you can have them reach out to us, we'd be
0: glad to help them through that too. Amen. So any and all uh, circumstances with regard to the deaf, certainly these ministries uh, here at Gethsemane or Silent Word Ministries can be a help. Let's, Let's take a moment to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you. We thank you that there is no circumstance that is too hard for you. And I'm thankful that you have touched the hearts, Lord, of these men that we have spoken with this morning, Brother Dave Smith and Brother, Brother John Barr. We thank you, Lord, for the heart that you've given to them. And Lord, the circumstances that brought them, Lord, to confront the call upon their lives. And I thank you so much that they heeded the call and, Lord, that they have... Uh, totally immerse themselves in the ministry to the deaf. I I rejoice in that this morning. And I certainly pray for the needs of each ministry. I certainly pray that you would uh, meet the need. Uh, Those needs that uh, Brother Barr has brought forth and certainly the uh, answers that are needed there, Lord, for folks with a willing heart, for missionaries and for opportunities specifically, Lord, for those in foreign countries. Dear Father, I pray that you would hear those cries concerning those requests. And I thank you again so much for Brother Dave and Sister Phyllis and their ministry here at Gethsemane with the Deaf. And I pray your good hand of kindness and mercy be upon them that many of the deaf will come to know you as Lord and Savior. Again, thank you for this time. Trust that, Lord, that you would bless us and use us for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name, we'll thank you. Amen. Amen. Brother John Amen. Barr, Silent Word Ministries, it has been a blessing to have you, my brother, and uh, we trust to have you back soon to give us an update, and may the Lord bless you.
2: Thank you, Brother Lindsay. We appreciate it, and uh, good to talk with you today.
0: God yeah. bless you, my thank brother. Thank you, Brother Take John. Care.
1: Coming on, bye-bye.
0: Brother Dave, it's been a blessing to have you this morning with us as well. It's been an honor. And uh, we thank you for sharing with us this morning your heart concerning that. And folks, we thank you for joining us this morning for Wheat Among the Tares. We trust that the subject that we have dealt with this morning has been a help, and it gives you an understanding of, of what is going on with God's people throughout the world. May the Lord bless you, and have a good day.